0: Hang on, just going to push my fist into my eyeballs again cuz that feels good.
1: Mm. You ever put your your hand up to the side of your head and squeeze your fist and you hear a sound? You're hearing your muscles.
0: Welcome to episode 498 of WTF at TFW uh, I'm Chris, I'm Vangelis, I'm joined by Aaron, also known as Aaron Mm-hmm. And uh, he has his internet back, so uh, everyone, you know, give him a hand
1: Yeah, I, I just internet disappeared for Sunday and half the day today It's back Yay! maybe <sighs>
0: Uh, Never without internet, except for when hurricanes take it away, is uh, TJ.
2: I have Comcast, so that is very untrue.
0: Yeah, you're right. I should say uh, whenever hurricanes or Comcast take it away. And by take it away, I mean exist, I guess. One day we'll get you away from Comcast, you know, once more people lay down lines. Uh, Where's my
2: Google Fiber?
0: Yeah, where's where's the the Florida Fiber? Like, there I did your branding for you. It alliterates. It's perfect. Florida 5, 2018. Let's do it. Um... What we're going to do today is talk about some Transformers, because that's what we usually do. And we have stuff to talk about and some listener questions to go through. So uh, we're going to kick off with a little bit of news that I think we've already talked about halfways, just in assumptions and in uh, in stuff we'd heard. But uh, there was a front page article about uh, how Takara Tomy is, is likely to continue uh, the Legends line as a Takara Tomy Mall exclusive. Uh, and I think the important thing to think about there is that they, they've already done that a few times. What with Takara Tomy mall exclusives that have come out, uh, and I, I think that something that would be a good assumption to make is that the number of those coming out probably won't go up. It's just those will be the only Transformers Legends releases. Uh, so it's not going to be. I, I don't think it would be like we're getting a repaint of every Power of the Primes toy as a mall exclusive with more paint. I think it's going to be they'll do you know six to eight mall exclusive releases. They'll probably pull from Power of the Primes, but don't assume every single toy is going to get new paint would be what I would recommend. Um, did you guys catch this news? Uh, do, you got, do you got any thoughts on like what might end up going through there? Like there's some uh, ideas I've seen on the boards and on Twitter, like obviously Buster and Hydra would be a, a forefront one. Did they ever get RC? Uh Headmaster RC? no. Neither her nor Grotesque.
1: I could see both of those being that being like a two pack or something mm-hmm. of the u s release or something you make it something special, yeah, because yeah, technically to well Japan did get headmaster
2: r c from rebirth, but they did it as an like a direct to video special, and that was mm. well after the original series, so i mean I don't know if that's a market for something like that, like I mean if they're going to produce things like you know, they're going to produce things like uh, Buster and Hydra. That makes all the sense in the world to me to get, you know, get out those characters that might have a, a potential remold or repaint, but something that only Japan audiences would ever care about.
0: And it would also go well off the back of the other Master Force releases they've done, like, you know, Overlord and uh, uh, God Jinrai. Like, it would it would be a fitting, you know, like, plug-in to go with those. I almost wonder if they if they were to have RC and grotesque released over there. Do you think they might just do them as straight up USA edition, like in the boxes that you know we got them in? Since those those were fancy packagings that were already made up. Yeah, maybe. Like I feel like that's almost more likely than getting a Legends release uh, for those two. It's it, like they, those feel more like toys where it'd be like, "Here is your chance, fans of Jap- from inside Japan, to get these figures." Uh... While people who still can't quite get the figures off com are us.com or like continuing to curse and have a bad time. I hear that's still kind of a problem for some folks. Um, Not that it's hard to get it. It's just like there was frustrating levels of like order cancellation or something. Mm-hmm. And then having to try over and over again. Uh, that sucks. But uh, yeah, uh, it's it does seem like, you know, for sure the uh, the weird little error we had for the last few years of like every toy potentially getting a more expensive but fancier repaint in Japan uh, for now is going to be on a hiatus
1: um, which has got to be a that's great okay. cost savings for Takara as well you just take the Hasbro number you add whatever percentage and just ship it to us and we'll do our own packaging or something I mean they're just as
0: far as as far as I have heard it's 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 probably just stickers on the boxes yeah Uh, even better yeah although you know i I think we talked about this before too i wonder how much um reciprocation there is in that with some figures maybe getting uh like just like a touch more paint um attention not in any like overt way but you know just like we're gonna do clear windows on this by having a painted canopy piece or something Mm -hmm. like that um yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things look at the end of the year. Uh now that we're we're kind of moving right into it. But uh that aside, um we also have a listener question uh here from G1 Lyo Kaiser. Uh and this is saying hello to Team Duocons and Team Monsterbots. I wonder which team you guys are. Now that I'm thinking of it, what do you guys want to be? Duocons or Monsterbots? Yes. Well,
2: by definition aren't Duocons the evens?
0: I guess so, and technically, like, if we take me out of the equation, you are the only team who would be capable of combining together into something. Uh, With regularity, anyway. So... Yeah, we'll say that your are Team Duocons. Uh, G1 Lyokaiser back again. I would like to wish you all a happy 2018 and a happy year for Transformers. In the recent generations, Lions, we have seen the return of Combiners and Combiner Wars, Headmasters and Titans Return, Power Masters and Pretenders, and Power of the Primes. What other gimmicks would you like to see make a comeback? Also, what new gimmicks would you like to see for future Transformers toys? So it's a permutation on a question we've answered before, uh, for sure. But, uh, you know, now that we're in uh, in the early stages of 2018, I guess, like... You guys tell me, like, is there is there anything uh, else left that you really want to see come back, gimmick wise?
1: Man, what I mean, so from G one, what's left? Action Masters and Micro Masters. Um, I mean, Micro Masters and Micro Masters are kind of mini not, cons. Not yeah. not much of a gimmick.
2: They're tiny.
0: Yeah, they're small. The gimmick. It's it's called a Legends price point now, I guess. Uh. I uh, I have one myself and this is this is something I, I just would like to see this done once because I'm curious how it would look but in the scale of those pretenders uh, prime masters that are coming out I would love to see some of the like pretender sub gimmicks done where it's like the shell transforms more or uh more importantly what's his name those you know the Autobot and the Decepticon where it's like I'm in a shell and then my shell goes into this giant car mm mm-hmm. mhm uh, I want to see one of those for Prime Masters where it's like a little, a little tank that you then put a Prime Master shell into, um, or, you know, as an experimentation, what if they did a Prime Master scaled shell, but they had a little transforming figure that goes in who, instead of turning into a block, turns into like a little simple jet or something, um, i'm kind of focused on the pretender side right now because it's the freshest thing so i guess for me it's it's pretender sub gimmicks is what i'd like to see attempted uh i would have said duocons but you know (laughs) yeah now they've done it (laughs) apparently quite well what else is left color change gimmicks where you squirt water on
1: things yeah that's weird plastics um, and that yeah. wasn't really a line. That was like th- four things.
0: What about ripcord gimmicks, where you like pull a zip at a ripcord through something and it spins?
2: Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm not saying these are great. I'm just trying to think of ones that I've seen. You can have the old, like, well, then you get into like the old predator gimmicks where you hook a little figure to a big figure, changes the picture inside this telescope they hooked onto it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: only now it's like QR codes and overlays with like an ARG or something, like a augmented reality thing you look at through your phone. Um, you know what? What about okay, this isn't past gimmicks, this is new gimmicks. What about the thing we've talked about before? RFID chips in transformers.
1: That could or a be RFID
0: technology. Yeah. Yeah, for something new. Like What if they did, say, a Titan Masters thing where you have a headmaster who has an RFID-powered LED where when you plug in the head, it then receives power from, you know, wirelessly from the the body and the the eyes light up?
2: I would have fun with leader-class toys that could identify their troops and command them when they know they're close by.
0: That's that technology is sort of out there in some of the, the thicker gimmick lines. Like um isn't that part of AllSpark Power or whatever? Like the AllSpark Power is like here's a brick full of sound clips, put it in a toy and it'll activate certain sound clips.
2: I I'm kinda of thinking uh, like maybe. A I've not
1: jumped into buying that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like I'm thinking I'm thinking either. more <laughs> like how the wizard driver works combined with like uh the web divers where Here, I'm I'm, going to hold Bumblebee up to Optimus Prime's chest here, and then Prime's going to start giving Bumblebee commands. And he's going to be like, Bumblebee, take your face out of my bosom, and Bumblebee leans back, and then Prime can't tell he's there
0: anymore. It's like, where did you go? And Bumblebee sighs and presses his face back into Prime's chest. Like, ah, Bumblebee, there you are. Uh, RFID, I think, would be the thing that would excite me the most far hmm. as like like new I think gimmicks that would have technology. a lot of
1: potential yeah
0: um even if it ends up like I'm sure that would involve having to uh simplify the toys involved but I also feel like given you know another thing we're going to talk about in a bit like that might that might be like one thing uh the Transformers should at least give a I, I don't know if this is the right way to put it but like I was going to say give a better shot or at least more of a, mm-hmm. a, a frontal pushing shot because um, AllSpark tech feels like it could have been way more exciting, but it also felt like for something that has its own line, its own graphics package, I didn't feel like it got pushed very hard, you know? Like, it, it had, like, maybe, like, a press release, and then it just, it showed up for yeah. a wave. Yeah. And I, and, and, I feel, and the I feel rough thing
1: like... is, is, like, that block is so big, it, like, mm. just takes over everything of the transformation. Like I've I've looked at some of the other things before and now granted for all the guts you want to put into it, it, it ain't gonna be uh petite, but it just seems like every single one of them ends up with like a chunky, chibi look that just doesn't seem like it's uh it's on the yeah. theme, you know.
0: And and also having like, you know, I've just been messing with DX Gashats from Common Writer X Aid a whole lot and what they those are doing, those I mean those are literally just a chipboard and a speaker and some LEDs and a few like toggle switches. Mm-hmm. Uh but like the piece full of electronics is so slim in a way, especially if you take the you know the the clear screen part off. It's like a s it's like a, a little flat slab. And I'm like, what if this was like what if this had limbs and turned into a vehicle and then you could jam it into, you know, a socket on a bigger transformer and stuff would happen. Uh, with, you know, sounds coming out of it. Yeah, like, yes, this would probably be, like, 30, 40 bucks for a small, like, something smaller than the Deluxe but bigger than the Legends, but I don't know. I'd be interested, you know, like, like playing more with electronics like that. And hopefully that would, you know, also be interesting to the kids and stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, any other gimmicks you guys can think of that you want to see? I mean, outside of G one, I'm a fan of gimmicks that have a mutual activation method, but are character based rather than, you know, they all, uh, they all have a removable head or things like that, you know, mm. things, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a cyber key fan. Like, yeah, like I think we're beyond. I think we're beyond the days of Deluxes and Voyagers all have spring loaded activation gimmicks at this point, but, you know, I I, I liked the idea that. Everyone had a little collectible key. Everyone had their own thing that suited their character that they did like that's mm-hmm. more fun to me uh, than just everyone gets a gun that flips out. I almost wonder if it's like what um you know
0: just thinking about how to make it work and and also to freshen it up and what I think would be more fun is like the slots with the spring loaded gimmicks and everything are on the bigger toys, but the deluxes are the ones that you pop into the slots or at least some piece of them you pop into the slots uh you know, thinking of Webdiver, like the deluxes, yeah. maybe have like a kind of a sort of goofy weapon mode that, like, you know, maybe um, what was it? the The small scale Human Alliance figures that all had a weapon mode. Some of those sucked, but some of those were pretty cool, like the chainsaw snowspeeder or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of stuff would be fun to see gussied up. I think with with a little more, you know, a little more uh, zazz. Um. But getting to uh the topic I'd mentioned, this is actually a two-part topic, it's just that it, it all it all involves Bumblebee, so I figured we could just take these both at once. Cause one of them is also just like a picture of a toy. But uh after yelling and whining about those stupid like I put it in MS paint and smeared pink all over the good bits leaks, uh just a straight-up picture of Studio Series Deluxe Bumblebee has shown up. Uh front and back of the box. And uh I was saying this on Twitter, it's like they figured out the one last interesting thing to do with a movie Bumblebee that's not from the new movie, which is take the 10 years of learning that we have for Bumblebees and apply it to the old 70s Camaro from movie one, because that's what the figure is. It's a 70s Camaro movie one Bumblebee um, who clearly transforms a whole lot more uh, than the old 70s Camaro one uh, and, you know, obviously is probably using a lot of tricks learned in the last decade. Uh, I I think this looks cool. I mean, interested in this because also i liked 70s muscle car bumblebee um and like i said it's it's like the one last thing i think they could do to have a deluxe bumblebee that isn't from the new film but um aaron how'd you feel about this quote-unquote reveal
1: uh i'm interested to to see it this is these are going to be like voyager sized these are deluxes. Or, or, this or deluxes. These are deluxe. I guess. I guess I saw the packaging and thought Voyager size, but there's a whole lot of that that is probably empty. Premier um, edition. <laughs> yeah. Hey. What, what do you get out of it? A bigger box and a bigger pay, uh, oh, price you, tag. You
0: know what else you get? You get the Takara Tomy logo on the top and the Hasbro logo
1: on the bottom. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um. No, I'm I'm interested. I would definitely like to see the the old style Camaro. Um, with a newer take, uh, I don't remember the first movie, Chima- like, OG Camaro Bumblebee being bad. It was but... good for, oh, what, oh, 06, oh, seven six. It, it was oh, yeah. 07 when it came out, I think. Yeah, there's like, like, like for a, a wave one worth of toys to uh, catch catch up to it. Yeah, it
0: it was a Wave 1, Movie 1 toy that was, I think, the best of the wave when it came out in that it it seemed just unhampered by a lot. But it, mm-hmm. it was it was sort of shown up really quickly by Camaro, like new Camaro Bumblebee yeah. in the same line. Uh, TJ, we, we a, uh, I, I kind of stumbled over Aaron with some uh, lovely Voip lag, so let me clean that up for you. I'll just dust off the, uh, just dust that off of the mic there. Uh, TJ, how are you feeling about Muscle Seventies Bumblebee?
2: This was actually a cool idea. Like the thing in my head when they announced this was. I wasn't sure why when you already have a uh, movie five Bumblebee, which is supposedly a pretty good Bumblebee. Not that I've ever been able to find it. You mm. know, it's, it's a clever idea, not only to get Bumblebee out there and not, you know, to also, uh, you know, and not have it clash with the previous Bumblebee releases from movie five, but also that above everything, like, really needed the upgrade because that's the toy that everybody broke because no one was sure of how its auto gimmick worked
0: like i I vaguely remember it not feeling great uh with the whatever
2: the automorph was what was the automorph was it the chest or was it uh it was yeah it was the it was uh how the chest flipped down I believe yeah because I remember when they released it like after the first run they had to put a sticker on it to say no, you have to press here to activate the transformation because if you try to do it manually, like a normal transformer, you're going to break it immediately. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I sort of remember, like, the forum talk about that now. It's, man, one decade old forum memories uh, mm-hmm. getting reactivated. Um, but yeah, this was like the one Bumblebee form that had a toy that needed an update. And uh, I think also a lot of people just didn't expect they were ever going to do it because that Amazon three pack, uh, you know, came out somewhat recently. And the old 70s toy, I think, was the one that was still packed in there. Um, I actually don't remember and I haven't checked. So, you know, if I'm if I'm wrong, then ignore that. But uh you can also see on the back of the box some cross cells, which I think we, we, we've we kind of spotted before from some leak photography. But it uh, looks like first wave is going to be this Bumblebee along with Stinger, Berserker, or no, Crowbar, not Berserker, uh, and uh, Ratchet as as the deluxes. And uh, we got a look at, I think, Ratchet and Crowbar and some, like, you know, some, someone wasn't supposed to take a photo, but they did uh, kind of scenario that we talked about before. So, uh, we'll, you know, this month is Toy Fair. We are probably going to know a whole lot about these um i'll be surprised if we don't uh by the end of toy fair uh and that brings us to the other part of uh, what did i call this topic bumble bum is bum what i called this topic that's great why do uh, you do this to our language this is fun you know english is already kind of a dumb language if you if you weren't born into it so i figured like let's just mess it up some more uh not as bad as they're messing up the Transformers brand with the new brand blueprint this. Uh, this news item is that uh, Brian Goldner, um, at a uh, financial call, said that uh, when we talk about our bumblebee movie, it's really the focal point of an entire blueprint activation that will take place around that time of year, uh, you know, for holiday season stuff. Um, so the idea is that Bumblebee is going to be the focal point for the Transformers brand blueprint this Christmas. Uh, and obviously that leads to lots of fear of change because that's what we do as Transformers fans is get worried when our status quo is erupted, even though that's also, you know, if you stop and think about it, that's where all the good stuff comes from. And most people will say the same thing when the status quo is not about to be erupted. Um, and I think that something else that I saw pointed out that really helps kind of calm the, the sky a little bit is that they're talking about their blueprint, uh, for this Christmas. Uh, the blueprint has changed. The blueprint has been different many times before. Um, so the when when the worry is that they are just going to go like full bumblebee all the time uh and they're they're moving well away from generations or whatever. They could be and Generations has been around for you know if you count classics has been around for over 10 years. It's I still think amazing that it is still around at all in mm-hmm. any way shape or form. Um so I think the reason why I don't feel much worry reading any of this is I just figure in the quote-unquote worst-case scenario, then Transformers dials back a bit, and then either that's it or maybe it'll come back again later on if things go well. Like, I think we're gonna... Like, this new Bumblebee movie, aesthetically even, seems to be like it might be a redefiner for what Transformers are um, in the public eye, uh, which certainly is is something that Transformers needs uh, if it wants to stick around. So... I'm not all that worried about this, um, but you know, it was interesting to see the talk around it, of course. And uh, it actually makes me feel better about the Bumblebee film, because if, if, if it is going to be like the, the real kickoff point for another Blueprint, then I feel like there's going to be a lot behind it as far as like support. Uh, any Any worry I had that maybe it was going to feel like the B-Film. Oh, I didn't even mean to do that. Uh-huh. The B dash
1: uh-huh. film. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on! I have to roll back oh. from the keyboard. Take it. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. This is
0: me. I'm that emoji that's all sad and red with the sweat drop coming out of its face. I'm just. I, 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 gonna... I, I can taste copper. Why can I taste copper? You're bleeding. That's why. Ble- I, I don't mean to do it, but you're bleeding from inside your mouth. It's.
2: Mm. Um, <laughs> TJ uh how did you feel when you when you caught this news? I don't think I had any kind of reaction. That just felt like, "Oh. Okay. Like it's it's a big Transformer movie. Like that seems like the obvious thing to do. And we're kind of we're kind of all done with robots in disguise. And so like a Bumblebee centric movie feels like just the thing to kind of fill in that gap before Cyberverse starts being the big thing."
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. Like, we're, we also have an animation turnover happening, and we have the end of the Generations trilogy that's been pushing Generations along for the last few years. Uh, it's it's all, all the end lines are lining up
2: on the graph where it's time to, you know, start a new color bar, I guess. Uh, Generations lines typically go a little bit longer than a year, though, so I feel like it's still going to be kicking around. Well, I think like the, the tail end of a generations line is always this really
0: weird kind of ghostly trickle where like it never it never really ends. It just kinda like it it very slowly on a curve just stops. And for some people it stops before the final wave comes out. Mm-hmm. Um which I think is the only like full on legit worry to have here is like if there's really gonna be a fresh push on everything, does that mean the last wave of power of the primes, whatever it it may be, is that gonna be a bummer to try to find without ordering online? Of course, then the answer is you can also just order it online. Um, Aaron, hey, wait for what we got this week. Oh, jeez. <laughs> capitalism is succumbing, I should say, to capitalism aside, says the guy who's talking about his knockoff Megatrons. Uh, Aaron, how'd you feel about this news item?
1: Um, The the biggest thing that surprised me out of all of that is when they said that uh, Star Wars generated a 1.27 billion Billion dollar loss for Hasbro. Oh yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, just in but, time
0: for that episode of Toys That Made Us talking about yeah, the uh, yeah
1: yeah. yeah uh, um, but no, I think a lot of it's probably stuff that we kind of already had. Uh, maybe a, a a basic feel for anyway. Um, mm. hey, toys sell a whole lot more at Christmas. And they're going to hit the things that are the big toy stuff around Christmas and maybe the rest of the year is gonna be light. And I can kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, between that and uh the evergreen stuff, it I I don't think that Transformers is going away.
0: Oh no, it's just it's gonna um, probably look different
1: yeah well at the end looks, of the year. It it looks different every eighteen months. Yeah, it, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it'll look, I mean, for the that's the one thing. I mean, I think,
1: the, the only constant is change.
0: I, I think the one thing that may have set some people's expectations in the short term a little askew is that for the first time, generations spent, what would that be, uh you know three cycles with very similar packaging and very similar visuals Mm -hmm. um and i think that's where some of the worry comes from is also just folks who came on board as like hardcore very engaged in the fandom fans in the last few years Mm -hmm. uh is that transformers has has looked a lot more stable i think than it has for a while just visually you know on the shelves yeah um And so, you know, what I would say is like, take, you know, take, take our word for however you want to take it. But we've all been around long enough that we can all sort of say, like, everything changes eventually. And generations stepping back for something a little bit less collector oriented isn't really all that scary. Because you could say that that's literally what a lot of 2000s years were like before 06 anyway, you know. Uh so yeah, I I just feel so weird sometimes when I read read all the worry, but then I just remember there like you know there are folks who who now have been ten year long fans who were brought into the fandom by the first O seven movie, mm-hmm. uh, would, you know so they never knew the time before the money, yeah. as one might call it. Uh, remember
1: Armada? Like a lot of people don't remember, remember those giant <laughs> chunks of square plastic. Remember
0: the Cybertron packaging?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: remember how God. well that how well that sat on shelves? Just those curves and trapezoid. I love that packaging, because
2: it's ridiculous. I loved uh, I love the box designs, but good lord, those did not survive the shelf very well. And they were even mm-hmm. those were also like hard to open
0: because of the layered cardboard. I remember for, for the like half of that series, I was like constantly forgetting what tape to cut. Mm-hmm. So I was just eventually going like I'm just gonna cut all of it. I am cutting all the tape. This thing's gonna just disintegrate,
1: so I can get at the tray inside. Yeah. Even the uh, the larger Armada boxes. Oh, the curve. Yeah, yeah that curve. It was you had oh, to like geez, open yeah. it in the right order, or else yeah. you're like sitting there fighting it and like wait no wait this is the cardboard section. Yeah. No, Crap. Fine. How did that error not the first- turn? Violent? Well, I was going to say,
0: how did that, how did that era not, yeah, well, in that, how did it not turn more of us at the time into packaging chuckers? I don't know. Yeah. You know? Like, Cause, how cause was it, that it, the era when we all were saving boxes? Because yeah, it was no super <laughs> dynamic packaging? I guess, but also friggin, not only were we doing surgery to get those boxes open,
2: but we were of the mindset at the time, like, okay, got to put it back together, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> I, I think I ditched that with the movie one packaging where everything had curves. Oh, I can't even remember the movie one packaging. Okay, it it was a okay, well, it's you know, it's you know, a box on two and a half sides and then the front curves off to the right toward the back. Man,
0: yeah, I I with movie one, I mostly remember the color palette of the packaging. Uh Which actually I I quite liked. Um, I liked that that palette kind of came back in a way with movie three because movie Revenge of the Fallen plus all of the spinoffs that were a lot of the really good toys of the time. The the friggin like just uh, orange and red packaging got so I don't know. It eventually started to look really ugly to me. Uh, mm-hmm. As because the, they kept it and then like reveal the shield, ditched the red but kept all the orange, and it all just looked sandy and like it just reminded me of the, like the desert scenes in in the second movie, and nothing else. <laughs> it's just orange and tan everywhere. Uh, but that nostalgia, you know, that is that is us saying, don't worry about it, you know. Uh, Worst case, Cyberverse becomes the focus. Transformers as a franchise just orients itself towards four to eight year olds. It'll be fine. It'll still continue on. You know, the comics will be there for at least another few years, Um, even if they're gone in another two years, then something else will fill in uh, the void or at worst, the fandom will quiet down for a bit. But if you really love it, you know, don't don't have to visit as often, but it'll still be here when you get back. It's just nothing. I don't I just don't think there's anything to worry about uh also leaving out the part where it's like you know if you really want high-end toys and there's not enough for you there's an entire unofficial market you could look at uh even if the unofficial market closes up in the next year there are what nearly 10 years of product from that market that you could go back and look at uh you know it's not some of some of it is certainly isn't the best but a lot of the stuff that wasn't the best is also now on clearance everywhere as people are trying to clear out warehouses. So mm-hmm. there are so many things to do, uh, even if all the new stuff stops for a while. Like, uh, And, you know, it's, if the new stuff stops, also a lot of your friends in the fandom are still going to be your friends in the fandom, or at least they'll still be your friends. So the sky ain't ever going to fall because at the end of the day, it's also just media, you know? <laughs> uh and you'll find something to fill that gap if you really feel like something's missing um anyway that said look forward to toy fair 2018 coverage coming up uh in the next few weeks um that's actually really close isn't it we're already at december 12 or uh, it's not december 12 it's february 12 i saw the 12 and my mouth just started going um but we'll have we'll have some toy fair stuff to talk about very soon uh right now we have another listener question to talk about uh this one uh aaron would you like to read this one from omega supreme dash one
1: not omega supreme dash zero no we don't talk about that one okay uh salutations and good vibes btu podcastians and bots recently i went back and started collecting a line that i regretted missing out on the first go beast machines Dinobots. As a whole, it's an all-star trip of that era's menagerie of dinosaur demolition artists, especially the North American debut, I believe, of many Japanese original molds—Hardhead, Guile Dart, Saberback, Arcadis, and Magmatron. In particular, I wanted to discuss what I consider a figure to be committing-to-the-bit Magmatron. For those not familiar with him, he's a trio of terrors who combine as a chimera-like Magmasaur— And also the aforementioned robot. My question to you is, what figures can you think of that you always had an interest in, but when you got it in hand personally, it felt like its execution falls short of the concept? Magmatron tries to do a lot, almost too much for its engineering. Alternatively, a figure that perhaps made you wish you had kept an interest or desire compared to your final in-hand experience. Personally, Magmatron made me enjoy the simpler design of T-Rex or uh, Beast Wars Megatron even more. P.S. If anyone in the listenership owns a Rapticon, or anyone that does would be willing to part with it for a reasonable price, please hit Omega Supreme 1 up via PMs. He's the last member of his Beast Machines Dinobot crew, and some secondary market prices for him are just obscene. You see, here's the problem. You just said, hey, I'm in the market, and this uh, this market is insane. Um, you're going to get insane offers. Uh Peace and good fortune be to you and yours, chung click.
0: I had to go look up Rapticon because I forgot who he was. He was the repaint of uh, Transmetal 2 Dinobot. Uh, okay. I'm expecting mm-hmm. that's probably why his price stayed high, is he's that mold.
2: Yeah, because yeah. I think that's the fixed version of the mold that isn't super floppy. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Did th- that tail was... well the, And hips. No, the, the, tail, the tail, the hips, the arms. I had one that felt like a marionette.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Man, I I don't remember any of that about TM2 Dinobot because I think like that was that was a I found it well after the show had ended figure. Uh, okay. So I just yeah I don't I don't remember uh, much about the, the the running changes on him, but uh, for this question this actually gives me a brief bit of nostalgia. I think I've talked about it before, but. When the Beast Machines Dinobots were out, I was on a high school band trip in uh, California, and uh, I bought a guile dart from a comic book shop while we were on some leisure time. And that is how a lot of my high school classmates found out I was into Transformers still. So that uh, guile dart has... Was a guile dart? Which one was the one that uh, turned into a dead stegosaurus with a flower sticking out of his tail? Uh, Saberback. Saberback. I always mix those yeah. two up. But yeah, it was uh, it was that one. Um, the, the, the guy with the really cool headdress on his head sculpt. Um, anyway, figures committing to the bit. Aaron, have you got any that you can think of?
1: Not off the top of my head. Or a figure like, that's
0: made you, like, like, that? think about another one. And, you know, like, you picked up a figure and you're like, you know, this is making me realize I like this other figure a whole lot. Because I know I've had that often with very complicated figures yeah. that then make me yeah. really... Yeah, <laughs>
1: Yeah, to... I keep thinking the the one that I keep going back to is uh, build team. Yeah, for something along these lines, where I th- I think that that is one that also was in the combines and tries to do a lot, but just kind of got weird. Mm-hmm. Um, because build team had like one good way to build him and two bad ways. If you ever use the excavator as a leg, it was horribly lopsided so he always had to become arms in which case the it can be arms or a leg part kind of fell through yeah
0: when when one of the three potential legs is way thinner than the other
1: two mhm i remember that being a thing and then again his his titular question of Magmasaur, man the alternate combined or the alternate combined mode of the three dinosaurs trying to make one dinosaur yeah. It's kinda weird.
0: Yeah, I always forget that that actually had the name Magmasaur cause, you know, you know, back in the day, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was old fandom. You know, we all just called that dino orgy mode. Mm-hmm. Uh that was all the dinosaurs kind of dino centipeding together. Uh you know what? We didn't have th- that that centipede thing as a cultural reference back then, so that's how we can update it. It's the dinosaur centipede.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh TJ, have you got an answer to this question? Uh if I can think of a more recent one, uh Legends God Bomber. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Inexplicably
0: though, because like this for me, like, okay, you think about God Bomber, it's like, yeah, he's trying to do so much, so much more for his own engineering, but then I'm like, he was at like a friggin custom price point. Yeah. I'm still annoyed by that figure. Like there's <laughs> It's like he had limitations in a custom price point and it's just like and he looked like a passion project
2: that got stopped before past number 3 of 3 and Yeah. It felt like he was tr- it felt like he was trying so hard to just be the G1 toy all over again that it forgot we can update this and probably improve this. It also so, felt it felt almost like someone like burst into the room and stopped the project as well.
0: Yeah. Like someone freaking caught on, like the door gets kicked in. And like I don't know, like like Hasui's is like, Hey! <laughs> I thought I told it. you to, I thought I told you to give up on this stupid pipe dream of yours. Oh, you already have a great prototype. All right, you know what? Just release it, all right? And we're putting
2: but, your name on it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We haven't even figured out where the wings are going to go and the ankles don't work. And Five it. millimeter pegs. That's my solution. All right, there's my there's my input.
0: Maybe you should have talked to me before you started this fool's errand. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a definite modern example. I think. Uh, I've got I've got two off the top of my head. Uh, one third party and one official. A third party one that I've talked about before is Bold Forms Gladius. Uh, My third-party pick of the year in our uh, recent staff—well, month ago—staff article. uh, That is a figure that is trying to do so much. That is the very singular, multi-year-developed vision of one guy. Uh, It's why I like the thing so much, even though it ended up not turning out all that great. Is because you can you can see and feel the singular vision in that figure, and it's in and it's uh, instruction sheet or instruction manual. you can see how much this thing is trying to do and then how many complicated solutions it has to get around every time something goes wrong. And it, and how if there had been someone checking in on the guy every now and then, it feels like, like maybe someone was, I don't know. But it feels like this guy worked on it all by himself this long. And it feels like if there had just been one or two folks just checking in and giving – Critiques and suggestions uh, on a base CAD level throughout the project, like maybe something could have gone better, Um, because it's it's so like I I love that figure even though I like I don't actually like messing with it all that much. It's just such a a cool thing, you know, like like a singular creative thing uh, that totally fits this question. Uh, Officially, I would say MPO Nine Rodimus is a figure that was simply. Not executable by what Takara Tomy had at hand in that stage of Masterpiece Transformers. Uh, I think I said that back when it came out and I'd I'd messed with mine for a while. Like I like a lot of the ideas in that figure uh, and it's let down simply by the level of quality of its mass production. Uh, it was mass produced, like, to the level of quality of a mainline toy, but the mechanisms in it were so frigging precise, like, some of those tab slots down to the friggin' micrometer, uh, if they were off, it just did, didn't work, and unfortunately that was the case for a whole ton of them. Uh, and then a bunch of their knees started exploding, so, you know, <laughs> uh, I think that figure was just, like, trying to do way too much, uh, for its era and for what Tomy were capable of, uh, in 2000, uh, when was that 2010?
1: Oh, I think it was 2010 uh, when that thing came out, yes,
0: because it was, it was like it had the, the thing on the box where it's like, Remember 2010 Transformers, the name of our season three by our Rodimus. um. As for things that like, you know, make me like other toys more, I think that uh, we mentioned this like earlier on here, some very complicated toys then make me like so much more appreciative of toys that are complicated, but not for me, you know, like the, the whole thing of like, they're complicated, but they're so smartly engineered, the user doesn't have to think complicatedly. Uh the angles are cut just right so all you're doing is flipping the arm up and down but uh it's aligned perfectly so that it's also doing something really smart but you're not having to do that alignment yourself with like ball socket joints. Um that's a definite one for me. Uh and I I don't I don't know who has a rapticon uh myself. Um It's kind of cool to hear that it's holding a price like anything from Beast Era I'm always kind of kind of touched in a way uh to hear that it holds an aftermarket price but it's also because i own most of the beast era <laughs> so i don't have to worry about it um anyway we have got one more uh listener question here we've actually got two more but for now we have one more listener question here from uh northern
2: prime uh tj would you like to read this one dear evangelist and the even slash odd team i was wondering what remold slash redeco you guys have been surprised has tack has not done yet whether it be in the mainline or Masterpiece. Thanks for taking the time to answer my question and click. On a side note related to the question, would you have any interest in a Mafex Kylo Ren? I would
0: not have any interest in a Mafex Kylo Ren because every time I've handled a Mafex toy, I get really bummed out and I need to stop taking chances on Mafex and just leave Metacom alone. Uh, That's just my opinion, though. (laughs) Um... As for the actual question, uh, you know what? Hey, it's it's sort of timely. Friggin' they never made cup out of that Orion Pax toy, and it sounds like they even had a head ready to go on the sprue, uh, going by that recent front page thing. So, now I'm just like double bummed out that they actually, they were thinking the right thing, and uh, it never got executed on. Anyway, Aaron, is there any, uh, anyone that any re-whatever that you're surprised hasn't happened?
1: Oh... Man, um, there's probably a few. Uh the Takara Tomy Mall uh for from our first story talking about um making Six Night mm-hmm. or whatever. That's one I'm kinda surprised took as long as it has. Um I'm just trying to go through recent stuff. I'm surprised that some of the like weird alternate colors um legends have never really happened. Or like the chromed out or G twoed colors.
0: Oh yeah, I'm I'm kind of. It seems like the whole G two thing, at, like after Combiner Wars, it seems like they really just dropped that. Like I'm guessing that stuff didn't do nearly well enough to justify doing more.
1: Yeah, it's the like the. I think that they kind of overplayed it on uh on the whole box sets for the combiners where I think if they had maybe slipped others in um like as one offs, it might have I don't know. <laughs> been a little bit
0: differently or I think the I think the box sets were the only way for those to move like at all with like like in single, yeah. if they were on well, if they were on shelves well, single, it I'm would just be is, like who's like, this?
1: <laughs> well yeah. But I'm saying like you could do like instead of the the voyager prime that we got for uh combiner wars or not uh, combiner wars um well i'm tired um how for, dare you yeah for the titan's return what yeah. if that was instead some like funk one of the different like funky prime colors
0: oh, okay you mean like yeah because i was gonna i was gonna say if you meant parting out the the g2 box sets into the combiner no. wars waves i was like what are you talk, talking no about, i'm dude?
1: i'm saying you do something <laughs> like that
0: yeah yeah i think the fact that they didn't you know for the entirety of titan's return speaks a lot yeah um i'm just bummed out the Defensor never got his box set to finish off the four that was mm-hmm. uh that's a sore point for me makes yeah. me glower a whole lot uh, at uh, who was it it oddly makes me glower at Lyokaiser even though it looks like Lyokaiser turned out pretty neat for a box set mm-hmm. uh, it's the last one actually I still haven't picked up because every time it's on sale I don't have the cash for it <laughs> so one of these days there's still a bunch floating out there um, but yeah the G2 thing I, I I really wish had panned out better I just had a comment on YouTube someone was like still holding that hope that maybe someday they'll do a G2 color devastator and I was like, "I hear you. They're never gonna anytime soon." But I hear you. Yeah, they had their chance. At, they had their chance at, at SDCC, and they 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 did the wrong thing. DJ, <laughs> uh, is there any remold or redeco you're surprised you haven't seen yet?
2: Well, I think there's the go-to answer I always give, which is the uh, Generations Perceptor as Reflector, since. That is mm-hmm. another one where we know the head was made, mm-hmm. never really happened, except now I can update that and say the Titan's Return Perceptor as well, because if you're stuck on the name Reflector, I think that works you know works better from for a microscope than a truck, for instance. Yeah, and I mean, it doesn't help the
0: alt mode at all, but also you could take the shoulder cannon off of the, like Titan's Return Perceptor, you can just take that shoulder cannon right off. Mm-hmm just get like a nondescript robot dude with a sort of
2: lensy looking chest right i mean that's 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 just me wanting a reflector so much i think at this point yeah, just because yeah. i feel i feel bad it's like it's the one guy from 84 that's gotten like next to nothing like he um, got
0: like his his rehead for legend shockwave at least panned out into a Bakon exclusive uh but even then it's like that that's not the best figure for a reflector no it's just the only one
2: now <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, i'm trying to i'm trying to think of some other ones it's like th- there's you know there's pie in the sky dreams i've had but nothing that i would actually expect hasbro takara to do like yeah, as far as like
0: expected like, you know yeah the, there, like, there was like, a time when i when i would have thought one of the omega supreme uh the energon omega supreme uh mold reuses would have eventually i think if g2 really took off maybe they would have done that big ass thing in supreme colors um i feel like if g2 had taken off i'd have a lot more loud
2: answers for this uh <laughs> no uh the one g2 thing that did bug me was when takara went and did hero megatron out of the titans return mold mm-hmm and, like, I couldn't imagine why they didn't do it in just the standard G2 colors, so it could have also been Megastorm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, I wonder how much of that has to do with, and I don't know any
0: of this, I wonder if Hero Megatron has a different history over in Japan that would make it a bigger touchstone. Uh, than, than even a with,
2: character from oh. a show?
0: yeah even with the mega storm tie in like i i I just wonder if there was some combat hero megatron thing that like pushed that one harder uh that's the only reason
2: I, I can think of for doing him other than like we don't want to do him in green. I mean the only other combat hero megatron you have in Japan was reverse convoy, which is something I would love to see out of that mold with two oh, different yeah. heads. Yeah, I I wish they had done that.
0: <laughs> I uh that that's one where I, I can't say I expected it because I, I feel like you know, I'm already amazed Reverse Convoy got the love of his extremely brief and fatal cameo in the Legends comic. Uh with I think it was Grand Scourge. Um he was like the one they killed off to show that Grand Scourge kills people with matrixes. Uh but yeah, I would I would love to see Reverse Convoy um i had i had one of these that is not so much i'm not so i'm like they haven't had enough time to do it yet but if they don't do it in the next year and a half i will be amazed is red sunstreaker i've talked about this before red sunstreaker is also the original car robot and given the history of that toy uh and the fact that now they have done a masterpiece sunstreaker i i will be astounded if doing it in red never happens uh
1: for for the sake of history and that's some that for for a, in any size class of that where you could get away with it you just make up a yeah, but
0: in this case it's literally like we made a love letter to the Diaclone figure in yellow right uh and the red version is mm-hmm. like a you know historically is a is a t- a touchstone and a monolith it is a progenitor it's mm-hmm. it's it means a lot and I, I hope that they do it in red um obviously uh the bad cube third party one already happened in red so, you know, worst case, I can just grab one of those. But I love the engineering on that Sunstreaker, and I would like a reason to buy a second one. And <laughs> uh, I hope that answered the question, uh, Northern Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got one more listener question here from Arufonza. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna summarize a little bit of it, and Arafonza did as well, um, just in the spirit of like not pointing fingers at sources of discontent, uh, which I agree with. But I think it's still a very worthwhile question to, to go over. Um Arafonza uh you know checked out our show and got inspired to check out just other Transformers media out and about on the web. And I would say had just the misfortune and the very bad luck uh that one of the first uh Arafanza encountered wound up being uh not very nice. Um... To deal with, uh, in, in, quoting here, the host expresses or the host expressed some very unsavory views about LGBT characters and fans in the fandom, alluding to them not really belonging as a member of that community. That struck in my cr- that stuck in my craw pretty bad. If memory serves, they went so far as to say female writers of Transformers were panderers uh, I didn't want to write some angry letter or comment because being negative at a pr- another person never solves anything. I considered writing a well thought out response that explained why uh, what they said could be incorrect as it turns out somebody else had done that and the response to them boiled down to thank you for the response but this is just my opinion you're free to have your own uh in the end i did nothing except not return to that site um goes on to mention like not naming names because it is against board policy and i'll say right here like you know just in case someone wants to get get heated there is a board rule in tfw about not bringing off site drama in and this would fall under it if one was going to pursue that uh but Arvon's also very correctly says or at least admirably says would be in bad taste on my part. So my questions are what do you think are the best things to do in a situation like that? Uh and if any of you have ever been told you don't belong in a fandom like Transformers. Doing nothing uh was probably the best answer but it still feels like the wrong one and I understand how that feels. Uh Mm -hmm. I get how not giving those kinds of people your time is a good way to communicate your displeasure, but they are still doing some inappropriate things, not to mention they are reaffirming their view and influencing other fans that way of thinking. Uh, I'd love to hear the thoughts of some veterans of the fandom and look forward to many more great episodes of WTF in the future. Thank you for your time and keep up the great work. Clink. Uh, And I, I would say that like... in in the end of the day like just quickly answer the part about like using the platform and etc uh a yeah um going to their platform and and getting really angry with them it'll feel good in the moment probably it might not actually feel good but yeah it's it's gonna end up just making you more upset most probably unless you're really into getting in fights on the internet and there are some people who are but i'm not one of them um And I think that the best thing you can do and what I try to do is you just really positively affirm how much better, uh, you know, a non-exclusionary viewpoint is, um, because I, I have personally, like, in the last couple of years, I've come to see a critique of writing that involves the word pandering. Like, that kind of sets off an alarm bell in my head of, like, this is probably an opinion I do not agree with on a very core level. Because uh, I, often I end up seeing pandering applied with, like, a broad brush that is the size of a city street. Uh, usually at something that, you know, in that context is like a marble rolling down the city street. You know, it's like the moment the moment uh, representation has been seen. Ah, pandering! And it's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> as long as it's not happening, it's not pandering is the way I tend to parse that, which is not uh, something I'm very happy reading. But um, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't, I, the one thing I'm, I'm happy to say, I've never been told I don't belong in a fandom. Uh, and, I mean, uh, there's just probably reasons for that. But, Aaron, have you ever, like, have you ever been... St- I guess, stuck against like a wall of exclusionary sentiment towards you?
1: I can't say I have off the top of my head. Because it's... I know, I, I don't know if it's ever been direct. I know that there have been cases and other things where like what I would have perceived could have been friend groups just kind of blocked me out.
0: Yeah, I was going to say we we had It certainly is not the same as this but the only analog I can think of from like, you know, old like botcon times or whatever is like there used to be a lot of interboard community animosity for no yeah. good, for no real good reason. It's just that's what everyone felt like what I think a lot of people felt like well, this is what we're supposed to do, right? Uh is, you know, it turns out it was yeah. just basic tribalism.
1: <laughs> and it, and at least in that case it's like like we had our group as well so it wasn't as bad as like hey i'm gonna go join this thing and then like get blocked out that way you know
0: not literally just getting told like get lost you know when you're by yourself um yeah like i truly feel very fortunate to not have been in that position in any way i can remember as being you know that bad (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but i think that I like it's not again, not the same thing. I think that that idea definitely could apply to someone who say is at a convention by themselves and just can't find, you know, a group of folks to hang out with. Uh but that's also different than, you know, what this question's really talking about. Uh just before we continue with that, TJ, have you uh,
2: ever been stuck in a situation like that? Have you ever had to figure out what to do? Nothing in particular like this. Like I, I, I have no I have no analogues for uh this outside well I don't have any like actual analogs outside, you know, like within the fandom itself, or just because I'm this particular Transformer fan, so you know, or I have this particular lifestyle, so it excludes me from these. It's, you know, uh, it's, it's ter, it's terrible, but it's not something that I have any real analogy for. Like I was always that outsider in high school, like I, mm-hmm. I didn't fit in anywhere. I had my own friends, and we just kind of went off and did our own thing you know just just to avoid just to avoid the normal people
0: yeah and, and like i i almost want to follow up even though i just said it like the things i was saying are non-analogs for this kind of exclusionary sentiment yeah uh and I mean, I—it's not even a silver lining, but like I—I I almost, as a knee jerk, would go like, "Well, at least, at least the calm response was replied to with thanks." It's just my opinion. Like, there's worse ways, I guess, I could have responded to. But like, I, I personally, the way I try to engage it is like, because as as you can probably tell, like the between the three of us, I did not think any of us would really have a strong analogous um, situation to. To bounce this off of Uh, and in that case something I've been trying to learn in the last just the last couple of years uh, is how to be more helpful despite that Uh, because I think that one of the easy mistakes to fall into is to try to analogize this to something that is of a way less um, severe level uh, like me, going like, well, it's kind of like the different board politics back then, because it's like, at the end of the day, that's not the same thing. Uh, so I, do, I I would just say, like, if you're in that position, like, you know, what you did out uh, of is probably one of the, the uh, I guess the right word, um, safest approaches, uh-huh. or at least an approach that's going to lead to the least amount of um, distress. You know, everyone sure, I think, would love to be, The one who has the perfect thing to say to shut down that kind of sentiment. But then you also are entering into, unfortunately, uh, what can be a very unpleasant series of communications that I don't blame anyone for wanting to just get away from.
1: Yeah, the the rough thing with those types of communications is, I'd say in my experience with people that have, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a decently politic word here, bullheaded bullheaded uh beliefs It, it maybe not even necessarily prejudicial but just like i think this is the thing i think that xbox is better than playstation and there's nothing you can do about it type of things not even getting into like interpersonal prejudices
0: yeah, someone also want to say, like, um, Xbox versus PlayStation, another
1: analog that is certainly yeah, not parallel yeah, it, it's in any not, way. Par- It's not parallel yeah. other than yeah. what I'm saying is, like, this is my belief and there's nothing that can change it, is they've flat out said, hey, this is their belief and they're not likely or willing to change it. And there's not a lot you can do about it. And, like, the way that you start getting into those discussions beca- starts becoming combative and isn't any good
0: so if someone's a brick wall like
1: yeah if, if everyone, everyone would st- like to be able to and you can get through a brick wall of a mm-hmm. person
0: but it's it can be extremely hard work and i and like i said i don't think there's anything shameful about not wanting to stick your heels in the ground and get into that hard work yeah uh it, the, the stuff you can do is that that doesn't butt your head against a brick walls like what i was saying before where you you just express a sentiment to the room rather than to mm-hmm. you know the individual um and hope that that gets through to the onlookers yeah. i guess
1: <laughs> and it's definitely a thing that comes about like also the the amount of effort that would need to go into changing that sort of attitude comes down to you know again is it worth it and i'll just say like i guess i'm kind of to to cap it off a little bit, just for the sake of, of the
0: community that I like, you know, our podcast is not even really, I think, a community so much as it is like. It's more that it's a thing that some of the people I would say are in my social circle have listened to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really think we have like a built community around this podcast, which in some ways is, is a way that has taken a lot of pressure off of it, I suppose. But as far as just the, the kind of cultivation of folks I like to have around me and around the media I make and I'm involved with, um, as far as having unsavory views about LGBT characters and especially LGBT fans in the fandom... Um, or just, you know, uh, I, just to, to open it up and more, to be exclusionary about that kind of stuff. Specifically, that's a word I've used before. Uh, I don't have patience for it, and I, do, I don't really want to accommodate it. Um, I, I don't think it has any place, really, in 2018. And I've, I have never heard a defensible reason behind it that has not been rooted deeply in uh, ignorance and in uh, a misfortunate upbringing. So there there is no place for it, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um uh, like I said, I I've, I consider myself quite fortunate to have not had that kind of personality get very close to me in my life, um, and so you know I <laughs> I have a very non-combative approach to this because I guess I I rarely have ended up in the unfortunate position of having to like really have it out with someone who I otherwise thought was like a really close friend, and I I would also say that if you have a really close friend who has like very unsafe reviews about like on that level of exclusionary thought uh it is not a bad thing to decide maybe i can't be friends with that person anymore there is there eventually there are levels of things that We'll put a, a divide between two folks who otherwise got along, and that's you know, a lot a lot of people like to say, ah, you shouldn't let stuff like that split apart friendship as though friendship is like this this mysterious binding force that is greater than the sum of yourself, but it's like it isn't. It's it's social stuff. It's the way the personalities bounce off of each other. So anyway, I hope that helped in some way. Uh I, I got this question and I felt very uh It's kind of sad that someone had that kind of experience, Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. bouncing off of listening to our podcast and wanting to go out into the, I guess, the wider fandom cloud. So if anything, I'd also say, like, I hope that hasn't put you off exploring around the rest of the fandom. There is a lot of great stuff out there and uh, a lot of the really great stuff out there. You also don't have to deal with uh, folks who are going to say the kind of stuff that I, I certainly would not want to have on this podcast that does it for our listener questions ending on the heavy note (laughs) uh that brings us to also the heaviest part of the podcast because that's where all the coins went is what we got this week uh where we all drop our mad fat stacks of cash on all the tons of transformers that one can find uh for sale around this great continent ain't i right guys dead silence i mean if you if you want
1: did you actually find anything this week (laughs) I I did. You did? Okay. Aaron? Yeah, it it was back to talking about end line stuff, right? Yeah. On the the last episode, I was talking about, man, I think I'm just going to end up buying Titan's Return Overlord online. Hey, guess what I did? Did you buy Titan's Return Overlord online? I did. Oh, dear. I did. Uh, and then, like, shortly after that, I had a couple people, different people, message me, Hey, I heard you talking on the latest episode that you can't find Overlord. They're like everywhere here and on clearance. You want one? It's like, mm, Yeah, well.
0: So, yeah. If there's one thing I've learned, Aaron. It's when you say that you need something and you say it on the podcast, actually do give it
1: yeah, uh, a little, a little while. bit of time. Yeah. Well, you see, I also mm-hmm. just got Jones in because I knew that, like, I wouldn't have anything for this week. And it'd be really nice if I had something for this week. I'm going to jump out there and buy something for this week and then, you know, it happened. But, well, you
0: finally you finally got Overlord.
1: Yeah. And I like this version better than I liked Black Shadow.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh not nothing against Black Shadow. It's just the Overlord very yeah. clearly wears that mold better yeah. and that's who it was supposed to be the, this whole time.
1: The one thing that I kind of wish that it did the 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 one thing that I think Black Shadow has over overlord is the like jet land on top of tank part yeah that overlord just doesn't have i wish there was a way to like well you um to to, to combine it to you can have it sit on top and kind of grab the top of it with the chest chest plates
0: are supposed to grab onto the tank sure it does but it like (laughs) so I, i hadn't i hadn't messed with overlord for a while and I finally opened up the Japanese one, and I and on that one I was like, "Hey, this isn't clipping together like I remember it." And I popped mm-hmm. out American Overlord, and I was like, "This isn't clipping together like <laughs> I remember it either." And I was like, "Oh wait, yeah. I'm not thinking of this guy."
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the one uh, thing that Black Shadow had. If it just had the same clip, because the the tank half still has the tab, it'd be, it'd just be nice if where there's like that indentation on Overlord, maybe it was the whole thing and could go click. Mm-hmm. But. No, beyond that, it's pretty much uh, it, it pr- very similar. Um, also very disappointed that, like, the chests wells couldn't be a little bit deeper, in order to accommodate a uh, a headmaster or one of the uh, the primes from this line in it, and and let you close it, yeah, and and all let you way. close yeah. it. it. It just gets so close that it's yeah. like, man, did somebody like mess up a tolerance on this and it's just a little bit outside a tolerance spec? No. Okay. It's like I wish I could just peekaboo this face you, you, instead like, of
0: having it like it's always gonna you, you be you just there. took that <laughs>
1: ball and you're like, ooh ah no no yeah. no no don't 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 whoa, 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 dropped.
2: Yeah. I, I feel I feel like it was like this is as deep as we can get it without having to engineer some kind of ejection system. yeah Yeah. Like I did, I stuffed a head in there once, and then I did kind of sit there going,
0: "Like,
1: wait, how do I get this back out?" Yeah. And I mean, if it, if that was the case, I, I yeah, maybe I can see that being a reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just would really like to
0: have heard some of the conversations behind the scenes about the American one, mm-hmm. and like when they were like, "Wait, okay, we don't want to have things in here." oh, wait, these will fit Titan Masters. Oh, wait, we can't get them to pop out. We'll just leave it alone. We'll just hope no one opens the chest. And it's like, I I wish I could have heard the plans and, like, the workarounds and the eventual decision. Even then, I'm I'm
1: sitting here looking at it. There are gaps on either side that go into the chest, and it's all big empty. I wonder if you could have a mechanism where it's set up so that when you turn, like, the robot head 90 degrees, like, the, the main... Head, oh like it like that it would have it that it would have out. some just like little arm that would push forward enough to either eject or 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 loosen it out yeah
0: yeah I yeah oh man now I'm just glowering at overlord for not yeah. being perfect
1: that and just like you know hey maybe if the chest panels that did things on the g one toy d- or the the ab panels if one of them had a feature as well, but that starts getting into like, really that's the, beyond stuff. the scope of what a $30 or what a $50, $40 to $50 liter toys supposed to do.
0: That's where you look at the sculpt and you know that probably in some alpha stage, those were all separate little pieces. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, they probably, you know, in the CAD before they went to like full steel
1: molds or whatever, they probably like sealed that up. They're like, like no. look, we got to take, we got to take $10 <laughs> off of this toy. What do you got?
0: We have these six tiny things that come out of the belly, okay, okay, you know what? no one's gonna remember what those are, except for the people who are gonna buy this anyway, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuse them, uh yeah, I like that overlord a lot um, I also just l- lo- I love the ankle tilts in that overlord, mm-hmm. like like messing with the Japanese one again, uh ah man, by the way, the japanese one uh so the the overall figure feels a little bit better, tolerance wise than okay. American Overlord, just a little, you know, just overall like slightly better fit finish. But uh, I would say if you have American Overlord and you don't want to have double overlords, um, just stick with the American one because the the Japanese I mean, one not
1: a, it's, it's a thing now.
0: You you put yeah, one on no. top of
1: the other and you put the chest on it. And well, no, it's not just that. It's it's the, it's the yeah. part you where have you both heads in play and
0: yeah, it's the part where you have Overlord Giga and Overlord Mega, which I love. <laughs> uh, the only bummer is that means that poor poor little Dreadnought has nowhere to live anymore. <laughs> He lives inside the jet cockpit. Uh but yeah, there's no reason to like go out of your way to get the Japanese one unless you want any of its exclusive features. And even then, like, aside from slightly better tolerances, and I I mean slightly, like,
2: it's not gonna blow you away. Uh dropping the full price. I
0: mm-hmm.
2: I I, I, know, I mean if you're if you're really desperate, I mean you could You could get them both and just have one figure hanging out with all three heads plugged in at the same time. I've seen that done. I may have
0: tried to do that myself, and then that's how I discovered that the flaps don't close. Uh, (laughs) That bummed me out a whole lot because I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool. Well, congrats, Aaron. You did have something on topic this week. Yeah. Uh, Is that all that you had on topic?
1: That's all for on topic for me. All right. Uh, TJ,
0: what about you? What did you manage to dig up uh, this week? Not a thing. Oh, ah! I knew, I knew it would be somebody. Ah, wagging my finger.
1: Yeah, yeah. Couldn't Just find anything myself. Good job at everything. paying attention to how toys are being released right now. You know,
0: pretending See, I, like there's something out there to get past wave
2: one. Wagging my finger. I've got things sitting at HLJ. I've got things sitting at BBTS. <laughs> it's true. It's true. No. 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 Uh no desire to actually get anything shipped in the last week though yeah i have some stuff at bbts that's been in my pile of loot so long that now it's
0: like you have 12 days left (laughs) and i'm like oh man (laughs) i don't want to deal with the part where it ships i just want to know i have it (laughs) because there's only like four things in my pile of loot and i'm just like man there could be like 16 things in here if if holding on to my stuff in their warehouse was indefinite <laughs> Which is unreasonable to ask of a warehouse, but yeah. I don't care. Why can't you hold on to my toys for four years? Yeah, I'm still. You know what? I would ship it, but I'm still waiting for Storm Collectible Shao Kahn to come out because they delayed it for like the fifteenth time. So it's not my fault. Uh, because at their at their Boxing Day sales, they'd marked down the two like uh variant MP Silver Streakers or whatever. No, one of them's MP Silver Streak, the other one's like Blue Streak, whatever. Uh, Blue Blue Streak. Um so those have been sitting in the pile of loot for however long it lasts minus twelve days uh, but yeah, I hear you, I hear you i um I got a couple of review samples from Mastermind creations of their uh their ocular max remix series, the ones where the it 's the cassette robots, but they 're turning into cassettes that are the one to one scale size of an actual audio cassette, okay. And so they uh they recently released their Frenzy and Rumble, uh Furer and Riot. And uh have you guys seen anything about those? No. Cuz if not, I will send you to By the way, I've heard a little bit. I'll send you to the thread cuz there's a thing about them which is awesome. Uh, and it certainly is not something that a lot of people are into because it clearly has increased their cost. but I love it because it's insane. So they, they turn into decent robots, right? And the cool thing is even though their guns, like the back gun handgun things are not integrated into the transformation, they have a storage space inside the cassette mode. So they kind of have a step up on the masterpiece ones in that regard. Um, The other thing they have is they come with an alternate head with a different expression. They come with a display base, which is painted to look like cracked earth. And then they come with a pair of pile drivers that each take LR44 batteries and actually work. So each pile driver contains a two LR44 battery powered oscillating motor. Uh, And like obviously having two of those with each each figure, that that drives the price up. But it's also friggin' kooky nuts and I love it. (laughs) Um that thread I sent you doesn't have anything with the pile drivers. I'm wondering if I think PL has a really quick clip up of the pile drivers. I'm going to go find that. But, uh, the actual figures, the transformation is great. Uh, I like, I like the ideas it's using to mess with the cassette shape, get it to look like a little robot dude. Um, the only bummers about the figures is they don't have wrist swivels and I feel like the room was there for them, but the room for them is just small enough. I could imagine that maybe it's too many micrometers thin and a wrist swivel would
1: be too fragile. Um, I bet with as small as that whole wrist assembly is, there probably be an issue of, um, like, retracting it if it was a little bit off of uh, true.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if it was not, you know, squared up with the hole, then Mm -hmm. there could be a problem, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah, like, you know, they are obviously, like, taller than the Masterpiece figures. I think their robot modes are, I don't have them in robot mode anymore, but they were about (laughs) four inches tall. So kind of, like, G.I. Joe-sized. Uh, okay. and given that they're from the G1 cartoon, I'm sure there's a screen cap somewhere where they were that size. So, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. I found PL's Twitter video. I think of the oscillating motors. Yeah, I'd seen that. Uh, it's great. Like it, the other bummer is the shoulders are multiple joints, but one of them is a ball joint and it's not very tight. And when you have a friggin oscillating motor attached to it, it kind of makes the ball joint jiggle a little bit if it's not oriented the right way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and absolutely, like these guys are, are pretty pricey, and if they were like fifty bucks or under without the pile drivers, I'm sure they'd go over a lot better. But I don't know. The pile drivers are just like they're they're like they're like the uh the eccentric chef's kiss. It's like you got you know what, we're gonna frigging make working pile drivers come hell or high water, and we did it, and it's like, alright, cool. That's insane. I like it. Um, they also even have a thing from the masterpiece toys where you can put the guns inside the pile drivers to attach them to the back as a backpack of two pile drivers. It barely works. It doesn't even look very good. Uh, I don't, I don't know really why. Yeah. It seems like the effort spent to do that was not having to be very much. So I guess that's why, but you know, don't, don't ever do that. Um, so I like them. They got ab crunches. Uh they're not perfect, but they're they're fun and the pile drivers are just goofy. Uh and I have lots of L R 44s because of common rider toys, so it was no problem for me to get them booted up. Uh that's kind of my I think that's my on topic uh what I got this week. So we can uh we can flit over to the off topic where i guess this is i should i forgot to do this at the top of the show but one off topic thing i got was a a pretty great story tj you told me that some nosy friend of yours narked our editor uh over in florida yeah a friend a friend of mine met our editor uh-huh in, in ocala i didn't know there's a place called ocala but i know that now mm-hmm. apparently Here i, I already like apparently i did know that's a place because apparently i i actively would know where this editor lives according to one thing
2: mm-hmm yeah
0: yeah you send him a ton of stuff right yeah so aaron you've told the story twice in the podcast right mm-hmm. about your doppelganger
1: yeah apparently he so moved to what's... florida in order to uh, <laughs> get away well, from these... the embarrassment that was befell him here
0: well let's, let's set the scene briefly in case people haven't heard that and i don't know what episodes it's on so this is real uh, quick the, you the, at the a short, toys short version
1: us. is i was at a toys r us and i saw somebody else awkwardly checking out uh, uh, toys you know the way that you kind of do when you're a collector and it's like oh, is he going to look is he not is he going to look is he not and was like oh hey you know no it's cool I like Transformers too. oh okay would you go to any boards online yeah you go to TFW 2005 yeah hi I'm Axsmith and I was like oh really okay no you're not I am you know here's here's my driver's license that says what my name is and how it comes from that he's like oh no, I meant, uh, are, are, are you Axsmith? Yeah, uh, uh, I gotta go. Yeah, so that, that's the weirdest, I think the weirdest part of
0: the story is that this is actually like an, a kind of event that we've all heard of before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, TJ, apparently, uh, your friend met the editor of the podcast and I send him Common Rider toys as payment. Apparently. All right, well, that explains where all my friggin' Common Rider toys have been going. Uh, you know, I, I thought just it was be weird. like a small blessing, though. I, yeah, I mean, I I thought it was weird. I kept just zoning out for the last ten years and like boxing them up and just shipping them to some place called ocala Florida. Um, but yeah, no, that we. I'm the editor of the podcast. I and also I don't understand why anyone would want to take credit for the slipshod, often late <laughs> editing that this podcast has <laughs> happening. Like, like. The only reason I'm even slightly miffed is because as an editor by trade, it annoys me that someone wants to take credit for work I'm doing. But like the worst work I'm doing, (laughs) like obviously, you know, there's the silver lining is now there's someone who is claiming to be our editor. So I can now, you know, blame a phantom for everything that goes wrong. Like that, the time that I thought I posted a podcast before we recorded one, and it turns out for 10 days it wasn't posted because I never actually made the thread. I just thought I did because I'd uploaded the podcast.
1: Uh, how about all those like times the, that my audio how, slips towards the end of the recording? Yeah, this
0: friggin' editor doesn't even pay attention. Even though we've told him about the issue, he's clearly not even – you know what? Editor's fired. No, I don't want to say that, because now if someone asks him, he's got a soundbite he can use. Uh, he's rehired. How
1: about all those times that my audio slips towards the end of the recording? You can, uh, you can prove it. Uh, we we said it here on the show. How about all those times that my audio... Are you calling my editing fake? I'm a good old boy from Ocala, Florida, and I won't stand for it. I quit. And you know what else? You're a real dirty sack of sh... Uh,
0: hi, everybody. Uh, some former employee of the podcast was vandalizing the timeline with some clip of Aaron... Uh, paste it in randomly over and over again but don't worry uh our organization has dealt with the staffing issue and everything is fine
2: what concerns me is this is now twice that a story like this has come out where someone has tried to impersonate this podcast how often does this happen at random toys or us's throughout the united states and canada But one thing, okay, one thing I don't remember, Aaron, your story, was that pre-podcast? It was
1: pre-podcast. So
0: that's even weirder. I remember now that's the weirder (laughs) part of your story. Yeah, it was
1: pre-podcast because I was just a, a news guy on TFW.
0: Yeah. And and then this new story of someone claiming to be the editor paid with Common Rider Toys is well after the heyday of this podcast, I would say. Not to say anything. Like, I actually really like how we're doing things right now. But I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure there was a time when this podcast had a lot more push behind it. And that that, that ain't right now. So, like... That's the part that was making me friggin'. What did I say to you? You mentioned it in a DM, and I was just like, "I need more details." I was like going out for dinner with a couple friends of mine too, and then like, <laughs> like I was, I was like getting my jacket on when the DM came in, uh, and and I was like, for a second, I was like, "Oh, great! I slept in. I Somehow slept in the whole time. I'm having a really weird fever dream." Anyway, yeah, TJ, thanks for the heads up <laughs> for. Now our second uh-huh. doppelganger story. I mean, th- technically our yep. first one that's that's oriented around the podcast.
1: So, See, but, and yeah. and then there's you that's just imitating Pat Lee still, maybe.
0: Mm. I uh, ended up ditching some of that because there were too many times on Twitter where I would send compliments to like a comic book creative and they would think I was Pat Lee. <laughs> and not not in a bad way. Which also was unfortunate because they were like, oh, Pat, I love your art. And I was like, oh, no. Uh. If Pat Lee said they liked your comic, you'd be like reciprocating the goodwill to the guy who never paid anybody. And it just sort of bummed me out. And I was like, you know, they, they're letting us put emojis in our names now. <laughs> I'm going to change my whole thing. You know, I'm going to ditch the Pat Lee. The Pat, I, I have decided that the name of Pat Lee, uh, you know, everyone knows I'm him so i don't Mm -hmm. need to advertise it anymore i'm i'm quite happy with my current twitter name hashtag emoji text hashtag emoji two faces of the masquerade thing from the stage c space h space r space i space s space hashtag emoji hashtag text ho hashtag emoji hashtag at hashtag emoji new uh meat emoji flesh money emoji knife money emoji help me help me help um that's that's my twitter name now and then for the foreseeable future uh it communicates my brand quite clearly
1: so easy to remember
0: yeah Uh, I've never met anyone who wasn't able to tell me that they knew that that was my Twitter name when I told them it.
2: Yeah. And I, and the upside, I absolutely know when one of your posts comes up. Yeah. Like uh, like it's very easy to find when I'm scrolling through. It's
1: like, wow, that's like 12 minutes of schizophrenia. That must be Chris.
0: Yeah, I that's the reason I held on to it cuz everyone was doing that, right? When they dropped emojis in, but I figured you know what, if I stay the course and everyone eventually backs off of this lousy idiot idea, then then everyone will know my posts. <laughs> they will see my posts and they will go, "Ah, yes, that's him. The one with the lobotomy ghost as an avatar." Um Twitter. Anyway, off topic what we got this week's real things. Uh
1: Aaron, did you get anything off topic? Um I did. I got a a package from Riley Hospital for Children mm-hmm. as a result of mm-hmm. my uh, extra life stuff that included a uh, Riley Gamers t-shirt um, four, as I put them, board killer D6s. Um, the dice are probably double the dimension of regular D6s. And uh, a... a a very nice embroidered uh Riley fleece that I'm using to keep my legs warm right now because it's another cold snap here or a continuing cold mm-hmm. snap here or something. But uh that was that was a nice package and a nice like handwritten thank you uh, uh on a card that came with all of it. So makes it worth it or something.
0: I uh I've been wearing my my extra life t-shirt. Mhm and i got I got one problem with it you know you know t shirts have tags right mm-hmm. whoever they got their t shirts done with the tag feels like it 's made of friggin eight and a half by eleven weighted paper
1: yeah that's uh, a, very... a couple of those tags I have uh, gone through the effort of um, just like get a pair of scissors and just like trim it all the way out yeah I got to trim the tag off my extra life
0: shirt because it the way that it scratches the back of my neck, I keep thinking like there 's a, a bug on the back of my neck. Uh... Or the sound it makes is so loud I keep mm-hmm. thinking like there's actually like a note Stuck in the back of my scarf or something mm-hmm. Uh Yeah tags are Friggin weird Um aren't the, are they illegal to cut Or is that a myth the whole thing like don't cut tags On your couches No,
1: no the, So the, the whole thing with the couches or pillows Or whatever is there is There is information on that Tag that you as the consumer Are supposed to have Once you have purchased it, you can cut that tag off. It's not like there's going to be some police coming knocking on your door to see if your mattress still has its tag on it. But, were it sold without the mattress, then the original retailer could get in trouble.
0: Ah, because when I was like eight or nine, I once ripped the tag off of the inside of a sofa, and then I got really Mm -hmm. worried that someone was going to find out and I was going to go to jail. So I like taped it back on and put pillows on top of it and never told anybody
1: okay until now i'll have to to let your mom know the years of shame you've been dealing with i
0: think that pillows that whole sofa is gone now i think that's the sofa i used to build a fortress out of because it was just the right size where if you took all the pillows off and then put them back on at an angle uh, you'd have like a little like fort sized enclosure underneath them Mm -hmm. And I used to watch I used to watch my my bootleg videos because we bootlegged a lot of videos back then because we had two VHSs and I didn't know that was illegal until I was like in high school. Um, And so I used to watch a lot of my cartoons like from inside my little fort. Uh, Okay, it was it was fun times. Anyway, that's a tangent. Uh, Anything else off topic on your end, Aaron?
1: Um, I'm trying to think what else uh, Alfie got me a couple of Splatoon blind boxes that are like displays of the the splat guns and those are kind of neat it's like eight pieces all together between like two for the gun and then a bunch of stuff for the stands hmm
2: oh yeah I was saying those
1: yeah the main ones with the I was I was saying those I was trying to play play splatoon some more and i just it it just doesn't uh catch with me just for whatever uh, reason but let to go to twitter aaron Ooh. hates yeah
0: no yeah, that's cool i don't
1: i don't hate splatoon i could no. i could see how people could have aaron fun with hates it hates the just developers he hates hate the fans yeah. Yeah. taking yeah. personal offense to this because splatoon's my jam um, no it was more so like each time that i've tried to play i don't it's like, okay, I, you're supposed to, it's it's whoever gets everything painted more. And so it's not necessarily a, a shooter in that you're shooting other people. And then it seems like, uh, I don't know, somehow I die very rapidly every time when I'm like, no, I was just like at the backside of the base trying to paint the stuff that ain't painted. Because that helps, right? Yeah, you
0: got to get right. shot less, I think, is, is one, yeah. of the, one of the parts of that. I haven't played Splatoon, I just, you know, I've read a lot of FAQs. Uh, frequently asked questions is what that stands for. Um, and uh, I think getting shot is probably part
1: of the problem. Yeah, but it, it was just it, it is fr- something that I frequently bounced off of. I tried to come back a couple times and just been like, yeah, whatever. Oh, um, oh, boy. Whew. It's not my jam.
0: Well, DJ, if you can keep it together. Um, what, what were you saying? They make those Splatoon things with. No, I'm sorry. I don't know this man anymore. Uh we have an onlooker for this podcast. It's okay, it happens. Um TJ, anything off
2: topic on your end? Uh not especially just things I have yet to bring up from prior hauls and such. Um recently got the Nendoroid Mega Man X.
0: I didn't oh, you which, know what? I did know they made a Nendo of them. I just they keep blurring together for me, those Nendos.
2: Yeah. Like it's a lot of anime girls, a lot of Uh, popular anime and then every now and then they do like video game characters too yeah and mega mega man is the nice ones for them because all the others the aesthetic is to have like really like tiny body tiny feet so they all need the display stands except the mega man ones that's good very yeah it makes them far more convenient do you do you still need the like swappable limbs for articulation for him i can't remember if that was his thing um that's the Nendoroid thing where rather than like proper articulation, you know, you get you get swappable arms and swappable thighs and such. And yeah, he does the same thing. Okay. Cause I, it, it, I saw Nendo um, Tracer at uh, EB Games and I
0: was like, oh, this looks kind of neat. And I forgot about that part until I was looking at what's in the box. And I was like, oh, man, because I, when I think Nendo's, I keep thinking of the two Kirby ones that I have. Uh, and I keep remembering oh, those yeah. are those
2: are the exception to the rule. <laughs> Uh I want to say there's better articulated Nendos. I just there was a the series one... I've never been into.
0: Yeah, there was one I know the selling point for un Nendo I've seen once was has articulation and I can't remember who it was anymore. I ended up not being that interested in it so I let it go. But yeah, yeah, they had they have done one with like elbow joints and stuff. <clears throat>
2: but
0: man, like more but Mega no, Man uh, stuff.
2: All yeah, all keep, Mega Man stuff for me. Keep finding something. So, <laughs> this no it's neat because they had they had more fun with this one because bandai is very much just the standard stuff that you would expect out of a Mega Man figure your basic charge shot all that nadoroy has a little bit more fun because they include uh they include the full charge shot from the first game it's like a big big plasma blast of pink energy mm-hmm. which is still the best one he ever had and uh the the fireball like the actual like Hadoken fireball with oh, cool. the arms and mm-hmm. hands for that and everything
0: uh it's it's cool that they have a figure that actually like references that mm-hmm. um did you see i don't know how recent this was but i saw a tweet going around recently about like a translation of the internal document timeline for Mega Man x1 oh yeah that was really cool like where they were like sure i've le- seen that it, it, it was just a little flow chart but it was basically them you know from the time of making Mega Man X1, they were going like, all right, in our minds, the way the story plays out, even though we're not going to say it all, is that uh, the Zero Project was based on Proto Man uh, and Dr. Wily died on the day of Zero's activation. And Dr. Wily died before he finished the virus that would go on to be the Sigma virus. Um, And so that was kind of neat. Like, Hmm. obviously, Mega Man canon is always going to be very, like, mushy. But it's cool to know what the behind-the-scenes intent was at the time of that game. And that yeah. led some people to go, like, oh, I wonder what they were, th- like, when they had uh, copy Proto Man or, you know, the fake Proto Man,
2: like, how, how one could fit that in. Like, was that, like, prototype zero? Uh, well, Mega Man's full of elements like that. Like, Mega Man 10's plot was basically a robo-flu that made robots go wild, and that's basically the Sigma virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and
0: in the Rockman X1 document, they were like, when Dr. Wily passed away, he still hadn't finished that virus, even though he'd been working on it around the same time he was working on the Zero Project. So, I don't know. I like, like, I know some people are very, are very tired of talking about the Mega Man to X canon and also prefer it to be as, as, you know, foggy as possible. I've always loved the idea of, like, just sort of, like, as someone who's really tired of speculation, that's one speculation I'm still not tired of doing. Is the whole like how the timeline transitioned to to X? Because um, I just like I like the idea of the cutesy world of Mega Man having such a ruinous ending.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what that says about me, but I, I like that idea a lot. I mean, I, like you know, well, not... if you follow if you if you follow the canon of the games, it gets more ruinous. Cause yeah, like yeah, like in this like in the Zero series after X, it's like yeah, the world's a wasteland and like the Reploids are rebuilding it and meanwhile they kind of took over everything uh, i like cool. the, i like the zero uh, games a lot like i love this i love
0: the art style of the zero games and yeah I, lo- I loved the like hey what if x had a bad
2: ending too at the end of the day <laughs> uh well, like keeps getting well it keeps getting worse because it goes all the way to legends where the whole planet's underwater
0: yeah <laughs> And you know, no no spoilers for the film, I don't want to go into this too much, but I mean maybe this also informs why I was so okay with uh, the Last Jedi's Luke Skywalker uh introduction. Uh maybe I just I don't know. I like seeing I like seeing stuff get torn down a little bit so it can be built back up stronger. Yeah. Um
2: Yeah, I don't mind it so much.
0: But uh yeah, TJ, anything else off topic or uh is that about it for you this week?
2: Uh not a whole lot after that. Um, and a Rooster Teeth sent me a free shirt, Nate. Does it have an itchy tag? Do you have to cut the tag off? No, tagless. All right, I'm
0: just They're saying. Good. We, need, we need tag reports on these shirts we keep getting.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because they did a thing on Twitter where it's like, here's a picture of one of our guys him places he didn't belong, and it's just him standing there with an axe. So they expect you to post him in, like, a battle scene or something, and... I put him on a billboard for a vasectomy clinic, and someone thought it was really funny. We
0: love vasectomy clinics! (laughs) Get this man a t-shirt!
2: That's basically it. Like, I didn't
0: know it was that easy. Sweet. All right, keep the vasectomy photo bin going. Just keep a folder Mm -hmm. full of vasectomy photos for future contests. Like, you found (laughs) the rooster teeth winning combination.
2: Mm, Apparently so. Uh, Yeah, beyond that, I got a little piece of paper that says pathfinder and a whole bunch of numbers on it so that's about all i've been doing lately nice well i uh, i got a box in the mail today
0: from uh chris suprenant uh who i uh, he's the fellow who has sent in some lister questions and also like very generously passed me an oversized knockoff uh weijing defensor at uh, TFCon last year, uh, so he mentioned that he heard me when I was whining about the gamer driver a few episodes ago, um, and said he had some XAID stuff for sale. And uh, by that point, I'd already gotten my, I think, still pretty darn good deal on the gamer driver and some stuff off of Yahoo Auctions Japan. But he had some things I was looking for. And uh, the, the prices were kind. So I said, yeah, I'll buy some stuff off you. Also, because, you know, Chrissy Pernon's a cool dude and I want to buy things from him. Uh, so he had some gas shats I was looking for. So I got me some of that. Uh, and I got me some of that prototype. I got some of that. Uh, this
2: and then. Oh, God. He oh also. God. Yeah, what? Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm furiously <laughs> jealous because I don't have that proto Mighty Action X. It's the purple
0: one um not the not the origin I one i I resent you the purple one still seems to be hard to find. I have found <laughs> also. I, for a second, was like, hey, you know what? I got some of these proto gashats. Maybe I should try collecting the 10 protos. Maybe it's not so hard anymore. And some of them are not that hard anymore. But then (laughs) on on Mandarake today, proto Dore Mifa beat one up for 15,000 yen. So, you know. (laughs) And proto Baxo bike never goes below 6,000 yen and has two sticker options. So, you know what, uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to back away from that before this becomes a thing. But uh, the last thing that he had for sale that I bought off of him was uh, this Gashat, which people like. People like that one a whole lot. And then uh, it mm-hmm. came up with this, this big thingy, uh, which is pretty cool. And then the, the cool part about this is that he slipped a little freebie inside the bug visor. And this is where I got scared. So... He sent this before I tweeted about how I was like, hey, I'm talking about Shodo and Sodo toys. And I was like, anyone got a Shodo Gelshocker goon? Because I only got one, and I'd like to have, you know, two or three. Uh, and then he was like, hey, just uh, just hold on a second. I was like, what? And so I got the box. Inside the Gashat chasm in the bug visor is a Shodo Gelshocker combat man. Hmm. Which, which, you know, it's, it's the thing. I was like, man, I really want to get another one of those. The thing is... I don't know how he possibly could have known I was looking for one unless I've whined about it on here before. So Chris Supernon is is one of them uh, psycher, psychics uh, who can read Mayans, apparently. And, that, you know, that's cool, but, like, also, like, holy crap. <laughs> Unless I missed something in the timeline of how things went, and that's totally possible. Uh, he happened to, as a cool thing to do, throw in as a stowaway freebie precisely the Shodo figure I was in the market to try to find a second one of. Uh, so Chris Supernon is basically like a winner. Um, he also threw in a couple craybots because, like, how do you ship things without Kraybots getting into the packaging? Um, of course so one of them is uh pea green like pea soup green like the pale green but with detail lines so i don't know that i think this might be one of the original four or at least
2: from when they were still doing detail lines mm. he's not painted in any other like colors C, yeah i remember like a sea green one from the originals i can't remember if that's it i think the originals had dual tone colors though and this one this one not even though all of he's them. oh really Okay. Like the clear and the black and the, the translucence and the glow in the darks didn't.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, but I mean like like from those original two pack boxed ones. I think they were all right. two tone. This one is monochrome sea green or um pea green, but uh with panel lining. And then the other one is from uh Shock Force, so metallic purple. Uh which always looks great so Chris Supernon is, uh, is lovely uh, thank you very much uh, for doing the kind business he's going to have a bunch of uh, Exate stuff go up on eBay and uh, I'm going to retweet that link when it goes out okay you know what eBay cops I can I can retweet what I like someone's um, really excited to go to eBay right now but he's going to he, he mentioned to me he's going to have some stuff up on eBay and he was and uh, I was like, "Yo, dude, give me a link and I'll retweet it." So, if you're in the market for some of them gashats or what ha- what have you, uh Chris Supernova's going to have some up and I can confirm that when you buy things off him, he sends them to you. Um So, yeah. Uh the the gashat thing became a thing. It turns out all entirely because the thing I bought for a Soto figure had a gashat in the box as well. Uh, that's my life. Uh I don't mind it the friggin the bug visor is cool man oh yeah like it's almost kind of sucks that dangerous zombie made it so rare because like it, it's it's a cool toy and it's all like metallic purple and i think it's nicer than the bug visor spy as far as like what it can do oh it's versatile as hell yeah it's well, it's got the cool thing where the space invader music turns on then you put it on your arm and then it goes like infraction and you sound all all badass uh at least you feel badass i I probably don't sound badass but it makes me feel like a big person for at least a moment anyway that's all i got off topic this week uh so i think that does it for this podcast uh thank you all for listening uh does anyone remember when toy fair is (laughs) because i forgot i saw hasbro tweeting asking for people to share hype um but that was about it i think is it this next weekend or the weekend after I think it's the weekend after next on the twenty fourth. Weekend
1: after next, I think.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's eerie. That's gonna time real close to episode five hundred. Five hundred. Yeah. Friggin' wow. You know what? We don't get to do anything special for five hundred because we have to friggin' deal
1: with Toy Fair. Uh, What what if? What if? Hold on. What if? As a gift to ourselves for episode five hundred, we pretend (laughs) like Toy Fair doesn't exist. But it's not, like, a bad
0: thing. It's just its just a whole lot of stuff. When that weekend comes around, we're going to be so ready to talk about Toy Fair. I'm sure. I can't even remember whose week that is anymore. That's your week. That is your weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll figure it out. But, <laughs> thank you for staying tuned. Uh, we'll talk to you later. And uh, until then, please stay safe, stay happy as you can. Uh, and if you know it, I don't know how to end this one